Hey, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds and markets for MLB, NFL, PGA Tour, and oh so much more. Also, great new and existing user promos. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings in as quick as two hours. And of course, any day there's a game being played, you can play a same-game parlay. You can buy multiple bets from the same game. And there you go. It's a same-game parlay discover the most popular ones each day right when you log in and if you're new just download the FanDuel app to get started just make sure you use the promo code minus three so they know we sent you and with that said Eddie Spaghetti let's start this show minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, sports fans. Welcome to another exciting episode of Minus Three. We're ready to roll here. You listen to it, I hope, I trust, I assume that you listen to Jeff Schwartz, me and Eddie Spaghetti chop things up last Thursday, and now we're back to do a little bit more. We're going to get into college football with our guy, Jeff Schwartz, in just a second there. Eddie Spaghetti, though, I, it's it's at the top of my brain now. It is time to... Begin with the annual custom. People think it's a little easier that you would think it'd be super easy to identify teams that definitely stink so bad that they're definitely not going to go to the playoffs. I'm going to take some low hanging fruit here and go with one that I think is pretty obviously not headed to the playoffs. But I'm going to announce multiple teams as we get closer and closer to the season's kickoff. The playoffs that absolutely positively are not going to the playoffs are you ready to hear the first one? I'm very excited for this. All right, ready? It's been a great run. It's been, I mean, I think something that in 30 years, 50 years even, people in the Pacific Northwest are going to look back and feel a little warmth. A, a glow will come about them when they think of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. But it's over. It's been over for a while now. Seattle Seahawks, I'm sorry to say you're the first one up. No playoffs for you. Now, is there juice in making that bet? No. Minus 800 that uh, the Seahawks miss the playoffs. Um, Or the opposite. Yes, that they make the playoffs is plus 540 if you're an optimistic sword. No, like I say, minus 800. That's, uh, That's where the smart money is on these Seahawks. I'm sorry. I Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Even if it ends up being Jimmy G, I just don't see a path getting through even what is a relatively soft NFC. I don't see them getting to the postseason this year. How say you, Spaghetti? I'm with you on that. I mean, FanDuel has them at uh, what they're there, plus 430 to make the playoffs. Is that a, it's a bet I would not take. I mean, even if you move them to an easier division, I still don't love the roster as much. And obviously where they're playing right now, which is way too difficult. I, it's it's tough. I mean, they're in a transition phase now, moving on from their franchise quarterback. And uh, I'm glad, actually, that the team is, is, is bad because their ticket prices are dropping and my Giants come to town in Seattle. Oh. So I may make a trip up there to see them play each other. Cause that's that's probably a Giants uh, win, I guess. Already pencil in which i feel pretty good about i don't get a lot of those oh, so that's good. don't you be kooky now 
Look, look who's already getting ready to make a bet on that game. I feel I good know. about Maybe that Maybe they're one. getting an up-close look at Danny Dimes, their future QB. Maybe that's well, their goal. Also, don't forget, the Giants did beat the Seahawks with Russell Wilson at quarterback, and the Giants had Cole McCoy quarterback, so that was uh, an all-time weird game. They won that one. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the Seahawks, I felt, were going to mainstay in the playoffs for as long as I can remember, and now they're in this this weird uh, move. And I, I think, you know, for better or for worse, you know, you're near the back nine of Russell Wilson's career. Let's see what happens, what he does in Denver. But but I think, uh, you know, future days could be better. But, but the divisions it's, it's a brutal division. So, yeah, I, don't, I, I they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it does sound like they're angling for uh, not Danny Dimes. They're angling for one of those much ballyhooed uh, student athletes. Oh, yeah. That, Great quarterback. Alabama Great. or Ohio State or otherwise. Absolutely. All right. You know what, Spaghetti? I say let's get to it with Jeff Schwartz here. But first, this baseball season, you can turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel's going to give you $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win told you all about the great promos that you get every day it's safe and secure there's no better place to bet america's pastime than on america's number one sports book just download the FanDuel sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code minus three again the word minus the number three to get started with your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars all right let's get in a quick break here And now let's resume with our main man. You know him from Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. You know him from Fox Sports. You know him for the great handle on social media. It's Jeff Schwartz. Let's get back into it. There's the top 10 of the NFL QBs. And I just have to throw uh, throw it in there once again. Full QB saturation exists. There are more halfway decent options at quarterback yes. than there are slots for them. Whose is the worst right now? I've given I here's a quick list for you. Baked Arnold, Corral, some trio of those guys. You got Mariota and Ritter in Atlanta. Justin Fields has yet to prove himself. I think he'll show something better, but that roster is crummy. Goff, I think, is probably a tick above some of these guys. There's some buzz that Jalen Hurts hasn't looked good this summer, for whatever that matters. Davis Mills was a nice surprise. I don't know that he's ultimately a starting-level QB. Maybe he is. He in his neck. Um, Trubisky and Pickett have gotten a lot of slings and arrows. Um, I like Matt Ryan, but he is old. And if he falls on his face, then it, it is for the, the Ballard Reich thing is funny that they just, has there been off at the top of your head, has there been any NFL team in the free agency era that just has changed their starting quarterback in a quarterback league four years in a row like this? This is, it's, it, it's now officially weird. That they just yeah. every the most important position is the most fungible for the Indianapolis Colts, who by the way have stayed relevant. They're they're good every year with whoever they put in at QB. That's yeah. that's kind of a funny one. But do you buy the Matt Ryan is maybe the best quarterback of the four who've been their starter? I think him and Philip Rivers are probably pretty similar. Okay, so I, I like their chances for success. Yeah. You have Tannehill and Malik Willis. It feels like Ryan Tannehill has talked himself into into problems you know he he has suffered emotionally from from the playoff loss to the Bengals um and I don't know what Malik Willis and then there's Carson Wentz and Sam Howe who's I mean but those aren't bad those don't sound like garbage I I tweeted the other day the funniest cube oh and I'm sorry Locke and uh I mean the the worst the worst is, is definitely the Lions Goff Tim Boyle and David Blau 
Hmm. But yeah. that's well, so you so you're saying that the first over a guy who went to a Super Bowl was an MVP candidate a few years ago. That's a big upgrade from as I tweeted uh, the other day, the best one I can think of. We've come a long way since Damon Heward and Brody Croyle batted know, it out for the chief that, starting gig. We're way know, better on yeah. this thing about like, oh my God, how good could they be? They don't have a quarterback. Like everybody has a quarterback. Everybody has a halfway deep. Mitchell Trubisky, the second overall pick. Yeah. Oh my God, they, they, that team has no chance. They, yeah. You know, everybody has a, 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 a viable starter now. Do you do you know Jared Goff's record without Sean McVay as his head coach? Well, I mean, he's been on the line. Oh, and I guess he also got some Jeff Fisher in advance of that. Yeah, now, I'm sure it's poor. It's three seventeen and one as a starter. Now, the quarterback. Wins I don't want him. Day. I don't think he's good. But yeah, okay. Oh, if he's on Steelers, you'd be like, yeah, that's your ball run, man. That was all. That was all Goff. That's such a he, load of crap. You could do that again. You go call cousin Sal and Eddie Spaghetti, and you guys can all talk and laugh at at poor Dave behind his back oh, about how I'm he doesn't do say bad about the Steelers. Another, I say I say plenty about. bad about the Steelers. I don't know what that where that comes from that I'm not say, willing to I criticize the Steelers. Can I get a first stretch? <laughs> oh jeez, I'm doing yeah, a COVID yeah. cough. That's what I, that I gave for you. You want to stand up? Stand up. Oh. Go ahead. Do, let's do a stretching exercise. No, I'm good. Let's go. You all right. All right. I won't hold you for much longer. Just another two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, I my count, then, that, <laughs> then I got to let you go. Okay. Um, okay. You know what? Since you brought him up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Season win total, seven and a half. I think that the, the thing that's caught my eye about this offseason with them in particular is, first of all, the 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 – nonsense that has gone on for now two plus years from the Pittsburgh media and then the national media too is, you know, what are they going to do when Roethlisberger leaves? Well, what they're not going to do is go, uh, is go two and 15 and be so bad that they're going to get either um, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. And if they, and a lot of people advocate, they should just tank out in 2021. Dude, they should just, dude, they should tell Roethlisberger, they should cut him. They should retire him, dude. And then, and then they should just suck. And then, dude, they would get. Uh, they, then, right now, it would be Spencer Rattler, or, or I mean, you know, like that's why you don't tank is because you don't know year to year who the quarterback's going to be. First of Correct. all, but they're never going to do that. So they have a first round pick now in Kenny Pickett at QB, but they're defense dominant. They have Cam Hayward is one of the three best. Uh, interior defensive linemen. I don't care what the lists uh, that people put out say. Um, TJ Watt is in the conversation. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is in the conversation at his position. They're pretty loaded up. I like Larry Oak and Joby quite a bit. I think they have some decent depth at, on the front there now. They've addressed the offensive line. I don't know if they've done it enough. And they have some really compelling skill position guys around the quarterback, whoever it is. Over under seven and a half. I'll say you, Schwartz. I, I think I'll go over. Would you? Yeah. What What do you make of uh, philosophically a team in 2022 spending that level of bank on a defense in the quarterback league? Do you think that that can work? Well, could you, they be a? You, could have, they pro provide a? Could they be a? Uh, what was it, 2017? Could they be a Jags-level defense? Could they be a Seahawks-level well, defense and swing things in, that far because the defense is so good? When you have a young quarterback on a cheap deal, you can do things like this. 
But like, if, if you're paying the quarterback a shit ton of money, then you can't you can't um, buy a big defense. But when you have a young quarterback, this is the benefit of of having a young quarterback and trying to win is you're able to spread the money out over the roster. So I, I see no problem in this. Well, I I get it, and but to me, the outlier is the Jags. They proved. I mean, you know, they went that hot, you know, specifically, as a matter of fact, the 2017 Steelers were a gangbusters team. I mean, Ryan Shazier getting hurt really is is really foiled things in a a terrible way in a football sense. Um, But that offense was was, you know, dynamite, just about unstoppable. And then the Jags shut them down pretty good. Um, But you don't see very many examples of that. What would like let's say you took the the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense could it dominate the NFL right now? I mean, you're basically asking like like what Georgia did this year. Can that happen in the NFL? Yeah, right. Um, I would say that um, like to win a championship or just like to be good. Well, you have to like you know if you do that, if you're the 2000 I, I Ravens, I would say, you have I would to knuckle say, your ball way, your knuckleball your way to victory week in and week out. And Rich Gannon gets hurt at the start of the AFC title game in 2000, and it basically is over then. And then Shannon Sharp I, catches a long yeah, touchdown. It's like, well, you know the Raiders aren't coming back against that defense. I would say I would say the answer for to win a championship would be no if you don't have an offense. But I never think it's a bad thing that your defense is good. Like, I, I just – I don't think that you can solely be like we're going to be the you know a team that's going to win only because of our defense each week. Um. Okay. And give me. Let's do one more over under here. Seattle Seahawks under five and a half is where I'm going. Decent juice plus one hundred five. That seems awfully under. low for Pete Carroll. Under. You're going under too. Yeah. I think they're maybe the worst team in the NFL this year. I say that I say that low in case. I think they want to be bad, so it makes sense. You think that they're looking for the full reboot? In uh, yes. a, a, do you then agree with me if you can find the prop? Is this Pete Carroll's last season as the Seahawks head man? Do you agree with me about that? No, I think he's in it for the rebuild. Ah, really? Yeah. I think I don't think he would say like, hey, I mean, great times, man. But I think he wants to be in the rebuild, whether or not they let him is a different story. But I think that he would love to be in the rebuild. Yes. Let's talk about college football very quickly. Yes. Don't very quickly me. I want to hear what you think about all this. I I'm not going to even I don't have any pointed questions for you. And that's because I have COVID and I'm lazy, but also because I don't want to steer you in any direction. Where does this all land? Where, where, I, and not before kickoff in a month. I'm talking about, you know, two years, five years from now. Yeah. Is it, is it two super conferences? Is that where we're inevitably tracking here? It's probably three conferences. Um, you know, they're going to have like the leftovers. They have to kind of form their own conference. Um, and that's where we're going to end up with like three conferences. And I don't know when it'll be, um, how quickly that'll happen, but it feels like that's the direction we're going. Um, you know, and, and it really, to me, it depends. Like the way you feel about this, I think really depends on whether you view the sport as regional or national, right? Because regionally this, you know, this ends like, rivalries it ends you know traditions you've you've grown up with um you know again i know you make fun of me for the pac-12 stuff but like it just 
that's the conference I cover. Um, you know, that's like what I know best is what I grew up in. And to see that go away kind of sucks. Now I'm still going to watch the, the national games. I, I still love the sport, but you know, that, that kind of like everything I know about those teams and whatnot. And I don't know much about the big 10 teams. Like I do that. I'll learn. So just kind of like that just kind of goes away. And so, you know, a lot of people believe this will be good for the sport eventually. And it certainly can be, but you know, if you're a fan of, of a certain conference or you like, you know, you, you like watching football in your region, it's definitely different. But that's, I think, where we're going very quickly. I don't know how fast it's going to be there, but that's where we're going to end up. And what will be the what will be the key factors? I I think they're fairly obvious, but what ultimately is like the the detail that if you're yeah. the SEC committee deciding, well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna open up the door for this team yeah. or the Big Ten. What what is because for somebody who is I'm a Pitt fan. So, and I like Indiana. Neither one of those present, I think from a basketball standpoint, obviously the, you know, the brand of IU basketball is prominent. Um, but, you know, to me, it's funny. Pitt, Pittsburgh is the, what, 25th, 26th biggest market in the country. They, you know, present this sort of like from a football culture region. And most importantly to me, it's like, you know, Penn State on one side, Ohio State on the other, West Virginia down there. That seems juicy and allows yeah. you to build rivalries. But from everything I've read and from all the smarter people than I that I've talked to, it's like Pitt. Pitt's not somebody anybody wants. So who does make the cut then? Obviously Notre Dame and the powerhouses. But how do you define well, the the halves now? So this is the hard part, right? Because I think what we all thought is that winning is important, right? And do people watch you play? That does not seem important right now. What seems important is snagging up TV markets, right? Because, you know, last year, Oregon had 39 million people watch them play football. That's more combined than UCLA and USC. Now, USC wasn't very good, and UCLA had one of their better years. They were like a 13 million uh, viewers. More people watch Oregon play than both those schools. Doesn't matter, right? They're not in a big market. Mm. You know, you, you go into LA and you can sell, you, you, you put the Big Ten network on a million households. You can't do that in Portland. You can't do that in Pittsburgh, right? Even though, again, no one might be watching that network. <laughs> and maybe they, you know, maybe now they do. They want to watch, you know, some, some, you know, some Olympic sports for the LA schools. So it just matters on what market you're in, man. It does not, it doesn't seem to matter if you're good or not. If you have people watch you, if your brand is strong. That's kind of so my sense of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what this is. Look, you're in Los Angeles. You've been there a long time now. Um, I grew up a UCLA fan. My parents are Bruins. I'm from West LA. Dude, no one's watching UCLA football in Los Angeles. All right. And I no agree. They're not. No one's watching them. More people watch Oregon play. UCLA, Oregon play their football games in LA than does UCLA. You know, they're talking about Stanford being a team that, that goes to the Big Ten because they're in the Bay Area. Who watches Stanford play sports in the Bay Area? The answer is nobody. Nobody does. But but, okay, but but as far as market goes, then Clemson is yeah. kissed into all these conversations. Well, they'll certainly well, they're, land they're, in the no, SEC. They're not, they're not. So here's the thing: they're not. If they're going, oh, they're not. Well, market, that makes sense because eight years ago they would. They're they like, yeah, the team yeah. that makes bowl games pretty much every year, but they're not relevant yeah, they're, on a national stage. What, what's their market? It's it. It's South Carolina. Like where? It's not Charlotte. Yeah, there's people in Charlotte that watch Clemson, but we also have North Carolina and Duke. And if Clemson's not good anymore, the Clemson fans, the flags of my neighbor go away. But like they're not out there anymore. 
the Carolina flags stay, Duke flags stay. Um, so like, what is the market for, for Clemson? So I, I'm with you. Like even like Florida state, all these Florida schools, I think they're kind of in the same boat. They're just kind of like, they're you don't not think Florida attractive. state lands in the sec. I, I mean, event, event, eventually, me. but if they were that valuable, they might already be in those conferences. Because to me, market size and all that, and you can evaluate and where they're located and natural rivalries and all that. That's where my brain goes. Uh, Not just trying to be like, uh, you know, uh, a football fan. Like, I don't care. I like that team. And that's why I want them to be good. I I get that they have to have viewers and there has to be some sense of a presence nationally and everything else. But what it feels to me like is, is that what's determining things is, to your point about UCLA and Stanford, it's like who's a blue blood uh, athletic program? You know, who who's generally, who yeah. do you associate with that? You asso- associate UCLA. I know that's not their math, but that's when you look at okay. who is, who's getting the pass right now. Like, why would UCLA make it? Because you watch them in the Rose Bowl a lot. Like, they're not well, good now and haven't okay. been forever. So here's what the last, the last comment on this, because I've talked about this until I'm fucking blue in the face. I get you. Okay. So the, the idea of a legacy program I wonder when people my age, I'm 36, just turned 36, my age become the executives at these TV networks, right? Will they consider UCLA to be a a national brand? Let me explain why, okay? They've won one basketball title since 1975. One, one single one. They've won, they've been a five Final Fours, that's it. And their football program hasn't won the conference since 1998. So if if you're 25 years old right now, what do you know about UCLA basketball? Uh, every now and then they're good. Like, I don't know. Maybe like, will they be considered a legacy program at this rate when people my age are making decisions about these things now, because they're in LA, they always get that bump up because again, it's about kind of like overall TVs in the region, but like it's, and I like UCLA. It's not really a diamond against them. I like the, the Bruins, but my point is like, are you going to look at Oregon athletics? It continues to rise and make moves and it's popular national. Everybody texted me today. They're in um, Italy right now. And the only, there's a, there's like, they're in this bar and the only flag that's in the bar is an Oregon flag. Like Oregon is a national brand. Um, and I guess international brand too. Um, yeah, oldest pub in, um, where's it at right here? Um, oldest pub in Europe, only piece of Americano, a ducks flag. Hmm. That's funny. So, I'm just saying like that I just I'm curious whether or not the legacy and these brand it's going to change when people that are younger that haven't experienced the success of those programs are making these decisions. It's so true. And it does have a lot to do with our everybody's opinion is based on their perspective when they were dropped into it and the rivalries they understood and the bowl system as it was at that time. People hold that sort of stuff dear. I'm no uh, I'm no different than anybody else. I think your team more than any other, is the one that is the fascinating one to watch. I think the Oregon Ducks with Phil Knight, because they it makes no sense that they became relevant in the Pac-12 race, except because of Phil Knight. Um, And that's the last question I have for you here. Is is Phil Knight an example? I mean, he's richer than most uh, deep-pocketed alumni from whatever school, but... The, the question that I keep asking these last couple months is, you know, with Jordan Addison to USC and so on, every college, every university in the land has some successful boosters. Everybody has billionaires yeah. in, in, in their uh, rank, in their alumni ranks. Why is any team prevented 
The, isn't all this, isn't the ability to buy players, isn't that the thing that makes whoever it is, whether it's Wazoo, it could be anybody. If yeah. you have a guy who's a billionaire who's like, uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you a million dollars to come to, to yeah. my alma mater. Like, why isn't, why do you suppose we haven't heard more of that noise happening? Or is that just, or is that going to start happening to well, make yourselves, if for no other reason, like, hey, they're finding, you know, they're filling up the chairs on yeah. the dance card or whatever the phrase is that people use for that. Like, we better get a, we better get a big yeah. ticket guy in here or else we, cause we don't want to wind up in the big 12 or whatever crap's going to be left over after everybody claims the, yeah. the desirable teams. It, it, I mean, it is happening. I think with like Miami right now with what John Rees is doing. Right. And they've been good before the Oregon thing. I'm glad you mentioned it. There's actually no parallel program in recent history and college sports like Oregon, because Clemson became good, but they were also good in the eighties. Like Oregon was never yeah. good till like 94. Like there, and then since then, really since Joey Harrington years, like we've just gone this upward trajectory. Oregon's fun. Like kids like it because it's fun. It's they're enthusiastic. They're forward thinking. They're adaptive. Like they mold, they evolve. And like, I just think that the culture there is, yes, is of course Nike is very helpful for that. But like, there's just this culture that the kids enjoy the, you know, just like how Oregon adapts and, they're creative and they find new ways to do things. And just kids, at least when I was there, and I know the kids talk about this now, like it's just a fun place to be. Um, and uh, I don't know if I go there as a student, but as an athlete, I really enjoyed it. I think that's the way people look at it right now as recruits. Interesting. I think Oklahoma State, what's his name? T Boone Pickens or whatever throws yeah. loot around. But yeah. yeah, you can buy your way into relevance. You just need, you know, deep pocketed boosters who care about the watching successful football and then yes, that brings me full circle exactly. to the point that i always make is the the richest of all teams is texas a&m and why those texan texas big spenders don't bellyache like don't we get anything aggies can we ever make a final four run for all the money we give yeah. to you to, to the school it's weird that they don't but anyway listen what a pleasure Thank to you. talk about football here in the month of July. It's just about here. And Jeff Schwartz, no one more fun to kibitz with about pigskin than he. And uh, make sure you keep following him on Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, Fox Thank Sports, you. one of the great follows in social media, not just for football, but for the game of life. Always putting the pictures of his wife and his kids <laughs> and all the <laughs> shenanigans he's up to in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now he's a golfer, too. Um, I can't wait. We need an all if they can have a live tour for for scoundrels. We need a golf tour of just offensive linemen. I'm in. We need you, Kyle Long, all the big boys out there seeing who can. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff Schwartz. Talk to you later. Bees knees.